Yo, Counterattack Podcast for myself, Daps. Um, do you think I should come up with a new intro? I've been doing that from the beginning. Yo, Counterattack Podcast for myself. Nah, we're going to keep it. We're going to keep that. So, guys, I'm back. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. For those of you who are um, watching this fresh, it's Christmas today. I thought I'd give you something. I was going to wait until after... Um, Premier League games are back and we're going to be looking at some of those games but I thought do you know what Christmas Day for those of you who you know get some downtime and you know you need some football content you know I thought let me just give you something so here it is but guys make sure as always you keep liking subscribing sharing I've enjoyed the last week in regards to the feedback I got from the last podcast that I did I honestly yeah I could see that things are starting to pick back up in, re- in regards to the engagement on social media. Um, in terms of the comments on the videos, guys, you know, feel free to comment. I'm going to comment back. Let me know what you think about what we discuss on these podcasts. Let me know what you think in general, anything that you want me to talk about. And um, we'll, we'll get it cracking. But today, I've just picked some random some random things to talk about. It's things that I've seen in the in the paper Things that I've just, not paper, sorry. Things that I've seen online. Things that, you know what? There's something actually that I wanted to talk about. This wasn't even in my list, but it's literally just come. Because, shall I get into it? Yeah, you know, let's, 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 let's get into it. So, earlier on this week, um, this, is where I'm going to, this is where I'm going to start with. I'm going to start here, yeah. Earlier on this week, Deli Ali was booed off, well, let me let me get the whole let me paint the whole picture. So Besiktas Besiktas were losing two 0 half an hour gone I think not even that, and Deli Ali gets dragged, and in terms of getting subbed off, and he gets booed by his fans, and you know his his management and the 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 higher ups they're not really happy with his level of fitness right now. They're not really happy with his contribution right now, and it's just led to the whole. Thing of what's happened with Deli Ali, and if I'm being totally honest, this is something that I said for I've said for so long. I think with oh sugar, let me not speak too bring it to the mic. I think one second, let me just make sure that I just didn't. Hello, hello. Okay, cool. Yeah, so if I'm if I'm being totally honest, I think with with Deli Ali. When he first came into the picture, oh gosh. Okay, cool. If I'm being totally honest with Deli Ali, when he first came into the picture, he was this box-to-box midfielder and he had all the potential in the world. He had all the ingredients needed to then push on, develop his game and become an all-rounder and become very, very good because of his potential. And this is what I'm talking about and if you go back through the podcast even when Spence was here and Lamin was here you would hear us saying the same thing and I've always maintained with Deli Elia even when he was banging in the goals I felt like his overall game needed to be improved but, but what they did with him was they saw that oh he can actually get a couple goals so they made his game all about goals they made his game all about just getting forward rather than actually developing his all-rounder. They wanted they wanted Deli Ali to be another Frank Lampard 
And I was saying this to, to, to my boy Scott and to my boy Morris, actually, who are actually going to be on the podcast way more. I was saying, um, I was saying to them that even with the comparisons to Frank Lampard, if Frank Lampard wasn't scoring goals, he was still contributing to the game as a centre midfielder. Chelsea didn't buy Frank Lampard knowing he's going to score 20 goals a season. They bought him because he was doing the, the basics of his role, a centre midfielder role, good. They was, he was doing it well. So I think with Deli Ali, what they did was they just made it about getting forward, scoring goals that his actual game didn't improve, which is why I always said, if you look at Deli Ali back then, if he's not scoring or doesn't get an assist, because you're not going to score every game or get an assist every game, are you still going to be impacting the game? Are you still able to be trusted enough in the game to influence a game? And, you know, could he basically maybe control a game from centre midfielder? No one would ever say Deli Ali could control a game from centre midfield. But that's because I, I believe the coaches or whoever, whoever was in charge of that just kind of failed him and just tried to make him into a midfielder that he wasn't in his crucial years. And now it's almost like, is it too late for him to develop that? I hope not. And I'm not one to write off any players because I understand, or maybe I don't understand what it takes to play at such a high level. But I just think that, I just think that they failed him. And that's something that they like to do in England with, with, with the players and centre midfielders. It's, just, it's all about goals and assists. It's never about your overall game. It's never about your overall contribution to the game because goals and assists aren't the only contributions to a game. I've just seen like, the World Cup and I've seen Luka Modric. And Luka Modric in that World Cup was unbelievable. Did he score? I don't think he even scored. He might have scored once, I don't know. I don't, I don't think he even scored, but it's not even about that. Anyone watching football can see what Luka Modric was bringing to the, to the game. And... I'm not saying Deli Ali and Luka Modric are on the same level because they're obviously different, but you can pick any other mid midfielder who 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 does well. Let's pick Amrabat. Amrabat's contribution in the World Cup was was excellent. Did he score an assist? No, that's not. You look at him and, and you didn't think that's what he was there for, but he was influencing and impacting the game. and And I just think with Deli Ali, the game has gone. You can't get away with being a luxury player when you don't have luxury ability. And I just think it's one of those games where if you don't have, basically teams can't carry you, unless you're a Messi, unless you're Ronaldo, we've even seen it with Ronaldo now, like teams are not going to carry you. Teams are not going to, like managers aren't going to build teams around players who can't do the necessary, like the basic things. And you can get away with it when you're scoring 20 goals a season. 30 goals a season, 20 assists a season. But if you're not doing that, you're not gonna teams, you're not gonna get away with it. Which is what my gripe is with Bruno Fernandes. I felt like when Bruno Fernandes was going through that period where when he first came and he was scoring all those goals, getting all those assists, I was like, okay, but when that dries up, what's the player we're gonna be left with? What's the player we're gonna we're gonna see? And we've seen it, and you know, not to make this about Bruno, but he flatters to the sea for me. So I'm gonna see if I can get Morris or Scotty on the phone because if I can get them on the phone then they can probably break this down a bit easier for me um, but it's Christmas Eve so I don't know if they will pick up Ho hopefully Scotty picks up though uh, this would be very embarrassing 
They won't even be embarrassing. They're busy people. Let's see Scott. So guys, make sure you like, subscribe, share, and all of that good stuff. Hopefully. I haven't even warned them that they're going to be on a podcast if they do pick up. If Scott don't pick up, then Morris definitely will pick up. Because Morris is the hardest person to get in touch with. Who messaging, sir? Nope. Didn't answer. Let's see Morris. So yeah, guys, whilst we're waiting, let me know what you think about um, Deli Ali. And let me know where you think it went wrong. Welcome to the... Oh, none of them picked up. Watch them call me back later on when I don't want to talk to them. But yeah, no, um, yeah, guys, let me know where, where, where you think it went wrong. Let me know. Oh, you know what? No, I, I need to get someone on the phone because what I don't want to do or what I'm trying to incorporate next year is, oh yeah, basically we're, gonna, we're also going to bring back the format where it's me and someone else. So there's going to be regular people here. Lamin, Spence are still part of it. Michael is still part of it. But we're going to get regulars here because I don't want you guys to just get totally bored of me. You're still going to get me by myself at times, but no, every week you're still going to get me, but also we're going to release, release another one with um, regulars. So let's see if Lemon picks up. Yep, guys, this is one of those podcasts where it's not scripted. Lam, you're live on the podcast. What's happening? You can hear me, yeah? I can hear you, bro. What's happening? And you're live. I'm live, yeah? Yeah. Merry Christmas, mate. Thank you, mate. Thank you, mate. I may have just, uh, with flu. Ah, oh, sugar. You, you, you're down yeah. bad, yeah? Yeah, yeah. I'm saying with flu, mate. Me and a little one just, just kicking it at the moment. Okay, okay, cool. I'm not going to keep you too, too bad then. I just wanted your input, basically, yeah? Yeah. Go on. In regards to, because obviously I've just, I've just spoken about um, Deli Ali. Do you hear what happened to him um, earlier on in the week? Well, the Besiktas thing. Yeah, where he got dragged after half an hour. Yeah, but I think people misconstrued it because I think they thought they were booing him. I don't, I don't think they're booing him. Were oh, they not booing the decision? No, I, th- I, think, I think they were booing him. And then after, the, the manager's come out and said he's not at the level needed. Um, again? He said, he said that again? He said that again. So, yeah. But um, basically, I, I was what I was saying about Deli Ali was that when he first came and he had all of that potential, Instead, yeah. of, instead of really developing his overall game, they just made it about scoring goals and being like the next Frank Lampard. And that's probably yeah. where it went wrong. But I just wanted to know quickly what your thoughts on on what's happened with Deli Ali. Like, where, where you think it went wrong? Do you know what? I think Deli is an interesting one, man, because it's a funny one because there's, I think there's more than one thing that's gone wrong there. You know? mm. I, think, I think, firstly, like you say, they made it about outcomes for him rather than his development. Yeah. Mm. And that 100% has a massive impact because there were times, I think, even at Tottenham, he weren't yeah. playing that well. But because he was involved in goals or scoring goals, it was just he just kept playing in it. And yeah. sometimes, I think, like, you become a victim a little bit of, of the circumstances of your team. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And I think in that Tottenham team, in fairness to him, he was important in that team. Um, and this is why I kind of get on Pochettino a little bit because, Daps. Oh, there you are, mate. I was just, Thanks. I, Thanks a lot, man. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had to go out and bloody stop Sorry. it myself, mate. Bloody tackling fires and all sorts. No, I'm joking. <laughs> no, I just I just pressed the stop button on wherever that fire alarm was coming from. But yeah, no. So you're gonna have to say what you're saying. I mean, you didn't really get in, into it too too much, but basically, where do you think it went wrong with Deli Ali? You know, be as short um, as long as you want, mate. Yeah, I think I think for me, I think there was a few problems. There's a few things. I think the point you made was was, was accurate about the fact that I think um, people made it about out, outcomes for him rather than development mm-hmm. early. Mm-hmm. Please, 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 please. I think, yeah, people made it about outcomes too early for him yeah. rather than development. Because he, he left MK Dons as a very young, as a very young man. Yeah. You know what I mean? As a kid, really. And to then have gone straight into that Tottenham environment, of course he started well. But, you know, this is where I think kind of people like Pochettino kind of, not to say failed him, but I think this is where they could have got a bit more and done a bit better. Mm. Because, like I said, there were times when he weren't playing so well, but because he might get an assist or, you know, he might have a lucky shot, he might score. It, it kind of papered uh, over the cracks, didn't it? It kind of papered yeah, it over. Just, and he just yeah. stayed in the team all the time. And I think he needed, it, like, he needs to, he needed an opportunity to kind of, really understand what he was going to be about. And if you think about it, people like like you said, people were saying, oh, you know, they made him into that sort of Frank lampard type mould and it become about outcomes too soon. But even if you reflect on it, yeah, the reality is is that he, he even, he didn't like, I don't even know, like, to be fair, he stopped scoring quite a long time ago. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and it was a weird one because you looked at it and you started asking yourself, if he don't score, what else does he bring? And uh, listen, uh, I've literally was just saying this um, before I called you. I was saying that when you look at other midfielders and I I went to Luka Modric, but obviously they're not on the same level, but still I went to Luka Modric and I said, Luka, if he doesn't score or assist, you can clearly see him impacting the game. You can clearly see... There's still an impact. There's still contribution. Exactly, exactly. And and I also said, like, when Chelsea bought Lampard, because they always mention Lampard, Lampard, Lampard. When Chelsea Mm. bought um, Lampard from West Ham, they were not buying a um, 20-goal-a-season... No, no, exactly. They were buying a guy who who just did the job of a centre midfielder, the base Yeah, he did did a good job of a centre midfielder. He gave loads of work rate, high energy... He's good. He's good positionally, positionally well disciplined, Mate. all of that kind of stuff. And I think, but this is what I'm saying. And I think sometimes people badge on about Pochettino's uh, great development skills a lot. But uh, to be fair, when you look at case studies like Deli Ali, I don't know. Like, I think that that one's one that you could. Okay, so people are saying, "Oh, yeah, but you know, Pochettino got the best out of it." I'm not. I'm not sure he did. I think Pochettino. I think if Pochettino could have. Re- replace certain players at certain points. I reckon he would have. Mm. But obviously the constraints, the financial constraints at Tottenham didn't allow him to do that. So he had to he had to effectively get the most out of the players and he had to play his best 11 all the time. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. I think this is where the, this is where the problem is. Like, Dele's in a weird place, man, because he's, like, he's, he's almost like his identity as a footballer is not there anymore. Do you know, do you know what I mean? Mm. Uh, um, do, do you know what's so funny? You, you say that, yeah? I saw a post on Twitter saying um, he was he, he. There were two pictures of him and his missus, but they they referred to him as um, the model's boyfriend as opposed to Deli Ali. Yeah, mad, isn't it? There you go. Imagine, imagine he's not even Deli Ali, the footballer. Anyway, he's just someone's boyfriend. 
Crazy. There you go. Crazy. But yeah, I think, go on, go on, go on. Yeah. No, I was just going to say, I think that's kind of a big problem. Like a big, that's a big deal. Do you know what I mean? Like, he needs to, Dele needs to, um, like, that's what I'm saying. That's why you don't even know, like, when you put him in a team, where do you put him? Do you put him with a 10? Do you, put him, you don't even know anymore. I was saying, yeah, that teams now, yeah, like, managers aren't going to build, build um, teams around luxury players that don't give you luxury output. Like you see, mm. you see Messi, and we've even seen it with Ronaldo. Like, yeah. no, like managers need players who can contribute and it's all about the team at the end of the day. And if you're not even contributing yeah. in that way, then then you've got, you've got no chance. And, you know, yeah. I, I, do, do you think it's, it's, it's like not finished for him, but because I'm, I'm, I'm of the thing that he had the platform of the Premier League. It's so hard to get to the Premier League that once you yeah. fall out of the Premier League, it's hard yeah. to then come back in. But do you know what, though? I don't think it's finished for him. I just think he has to reshape who he is. And look at it this way, yeah? Look at it, look it, look it this way. He went to, to Everton. Um, no, in fairness, even under Mourinho, they were, they, were, they were questioning these fitness levels and stuff like that. Yeah? He went to Everton, where you, if I was, I was expecting him to kind of prove all of those things wrong. But don't get me wrong. I wasn't expecting him to start creating 10 chances a game and scoring every game because Everton don't do that. Mm. But you were expecting more than you got. He's only 26, you know. Do you know what I mean? But this is what I'm saying. So for him, he's got to look at his fitness. I, I said a few years ago that he put on too much. He put on too much muscle up top, like too much muscle weight for his frame. Yeah? Mm. And that might be a hindrance. Do you know what I mean? But right, know, okay. whatever it is though he needs to um, he needs to like sort it out because only only he, needs, he, only he, he can tell you mm. to, yeah exactly only he knows and it's and do you know what's mad he might not know but but but, but sometimes you, you, you get people that don't feel the same about a game anymore mm. do you know what I mean mm. and that he, he looks like he could be in that space but Lam, at the same time Lam, he, Lam, Lam, Lam hold on hold on I've got Morris on the call I'm going to call you back two seconds because Morris is going to contribute yeah, as well go, go, I'll call you back two go, seconds go, go, go. Morris, can you hear me? Yo, can you hear me? You're live on the podcast, by the way. No, I can't be. No, 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 you are. I need two minutes of you. Not, not even that. I just need you to quickly break down what you were saying the other day about where you think it went wrong for Deli Ali. One minute, go. Oh, um, so... <laughs> I cleared his throat. <laughs> huh? Yeah, I do, I do. No, um, basically, Spurs, they, through the developmental years, He's a boxer, boxer at NK Don's, gone to Spurs, and he played in a system where he was rewarded for gambling off seconds and getting knockdowns. So a lot of his assists was feeding off of flick-ons and drop-downs and anticipations, and his goals were coming from those those plays. So within those those years where other players were developing in a solid position, he was in a number 10 but wasn't forced to create or develop his skill set. Um, so essentially, once Poch leaves and you're not playing in that system no more, where do you belong? You're not like a world-class number 10 mm. and you've not been able to create and now you can't, you're not responsible enough to play box-to-box because you've essentially been successful from having to cheat, which was the system the Gaffer had created and which was successful. But outside of that system, you now look lost having any form of responsibility. Yeah. And I think, and I think that's impacted on him mentally um, and he just looks at the moment as someone who doesn't really want to play football. Mm. Do, do you think there's a, do you think there's a way back for him or, or that's like literally Premier League? Uh, I think I think he's got he's got talent. There is a way back if he wants it. 
And and I think also it's okay. Like you sometimes like you might have thought you wanted to be a pro. Like all these every single boy like wants to be a pro, and then you get to the point where you're like, actually, this might not be fulfilling, and I might want to do something else in my life. And he was also can do that as well. So either way, there's no shame. He's holding his head up, but he can't continue to do what he's doing because he'll spoil his legacy and career, and he's make, taking up space that other men can have. You know what I mean? Love that. But yeah, if he wants it, he'll he can bounce back definitely. If not, you should bow out and go into fashion or something. Ah, <laughs> uh, cool, Morris. Love for that, man. Love for that. Uh, but I was, I was saying that um, in the new year, you're going to be on the pod a bit more. So, um, yeah, looking forward to it. Yeah, man. All right, then, cool. All right, bro. Big up. So there you have it. There you have it. So we've heard from myself, heard from Lamin, heard from oh, Lamin. Well, I cut him off was a bit rude, but he's used to it from me anyway. But um, Lamin heard from Morris and every, we're all pretty much aligned in, in our thoughts that, you know, with Daily Ali. Oh, let me take this off. Yeah, we're all pretty much aligned in, in, in our thoughts that with Daily Ali coming through, he had all the potential to be a really, really good box-to-box midfielder. And they just didn't develop him enough. They made him all about getting the goals and getting forward and third man running and, and whatnot. And, you know... The, the the side that he needed to develop in regards to being able to to really impact a game and contribute to a game other than goals and assists just wasn't there and you know it's a shame um he's still only 26 as as we as we saw but we're going to hopefully see him back in the league i think though because he's england international or ex england international whatever i think that does give him a bit of credit in the bank you know, I can imagine a team coming up in coming up the leagues or like a Nottingham Forest if they got a chance to get him back and you've got a manager that really believes that he can turn things around. Um I, I do think that he, he could come back into the Premier League when I th- when I think about it. But um yeah, that's that. In the comments let me know what you think. And um, you know, it's it, again it's it's an interesting one. The next thing I wanted to talk about though was Darwin Nunes. So Darwin had a bit of a bad day against Man City the other day. And very quickly, all I'm going to say on Darwin is I'm not appreciated. I get that, you know, bant arm and whatever, but I don't know. People really just rubbish him and people really do just come and just cuss him out and just say he's finished or he's rubbish. And and I don't really like that because not too long ago, people were bigging him up. People were saying, oh no, he's actually a good player. Do you get what I'm saying? I remember after the first game of um, the Community Shield, they were like, oh, it's Darwin over Haaland. We're so quick to flip-flap and whatnot. I think think when you give them time, if you give Darwin time, he's actually going to come good, I believe. He has bad days, but when he's having good days, we we, we have to big him up too, innit? And, um, And I think it's just... It's it's just indicative of where Liverpool are right now. I think Liverpool, the reason why this season they've kind of dropped off a bit is because yes, they've had their injuries, but they're they're going through a period where they're where they're blooding young players. So you've got Harvey Elliott coming through, young player, really, really good player. You've got Fabio Cavallo, young player, really, really good player. Are they ready to play at the level where you know they're challenging Man City? No. You've got Darwin, first year in a new league. And, you know, young young himself. So I think we just have to give them that grace and remember that. But don't totally write them off. 
um, because I do believe that next year, even later on this year, you just don't know how, how it how it will will pan out because Darwin can go and score three three games in the bounce, and suddenly people forget people forget. And I think when you look at people that they're comparing him to, they're comparing him to the the Harlands and and the Canes, and he's not there. He's not there yet, but he I believe he can actually go on to become a really, really good striker. So yes, give, you know, I get it for banter, but sometimes it goes past banter and and people just totally writing him off. And or maybe I'm just, you know, I'm just really that guy that's just like, oh, everyone is good, which I'm not. But let me know what you think about Darwin, isn't it? Is is there a way that he can, you know, prove his doubters wrong? Like what does he need to do? Let me um Go into the next subject. I've got them written down today, you know. Um, Harland, okay, so I just mentioned Harland, yeah. And I feel like it's actually crazy that Harland wasn't at the World Cup. Yeah, it's it's mad that Harland wasn't at the World Cup because you just expect that when you get when you have class players like that. I was careful not to say world class, but when you have class players like that, you just expect them to be at World Cups. But he wasn't at the World Cup. And when I saw him the other day against um, Liverpool, he looks like he's just ready to pick up where he left off. I feel like before the break, though, he had a couple games where he didn't look tired, but he may be just... Maybe it was, it was that injury that he was coming back from, but he looks like he's ready again. And if we get anything like the Haaland that started off the season, it's long. It's actually long for for the rest of the league. I'm so happy... Arsenal do not have to play Man City for however many games because I genuinely look at the other teams, even though Jesus isn't there anymore for the next three months. But we move. Um, I genuinely believe that. Yeah, I, I just don't want to play against him. But he's he's just unplayable when when he's on the, on his day. And then you've got people like Kevin De Bruyne. Oh my gosh, another one. I mentioned the other day on the last podcast. Kevin De Bruyne and how I wasn't I wasn't liking how Kevin De Bruyne how, how his name was being dragged through the mud all of a sudden he plays the other day and people are rating him again listen these are class players yes he didn't have the best world cup but you don't play at such a high level for so long for the top team in England right now for one of the top teams in the world and be rubbish. It just doesn't make sense. So can we just put to bed now this whole Kevin De Bruyne, he's not good, he's not a top player, because when he's ready to turn it on, no one is matching him right now. Do you get what I'm saying? And I I genuinely believe that what he's got and what he brings to the game is is out of this world and you can't you can't not rate it. I I I, I don't know. Maybe it's just some of the the, the things I'm I'm seeing that just rub me up the wrong way. Saying he's 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 a fraud. Kevin De Bruyne is a fraud. Yeah, okay. Like, can we just stop that? But top top player. Like, when you got people like him, like putting in them crosses and assisting for Kev, um, for Haaland, like you just have to hold your hands up. You just have to hold your hold your hands up and be like, nothing you can do there. Do you know what I mean? But whilst we're on City, actually, and that Liverpool game, I just want to say yeah. I'm going to try to find the, the, the tweet as well. I always say this, but I'm going to try to find the tweet and put it up on the screen for this as well, yeah. But I've been saying, yeah, that Mahrez might have the best first touch in the Premier League. And 
his goal against Liverpool the other day, it just solidified that for me. That first touch was outrageous to set up the goal. Like, who in the league, I can't even think off the top of my head, people that even come close to him. Like, who who would you say has, has a better touch in the league, in the Premier League, than um, Mahrez? No matter how, every time you see that ball come crossfield, he kills it, bang, dead in its space. I mean, dead in its place. Like, you can't, you can't put, I, t- I don't even know. I don't think anyone has got a better first touch than him. If there is, if I'm forgetting people, Firmino's got a good one. Not a better than, um, not better than um, Mahrez though. Who else is there? Nah, nah. I don't think there is. I think he's actually clear of anyone else in the league. If I'm forgetting someone, then please let me know. But nah. Nah, I, I, don't, I don't think there is. Best first touch in the league. Guys, in the comments, let me know if I'm being, if I'm forgetting someone, but I don't think I am. So yeah, Mahrez, best first touch in the league. His goal was ridiculous the other day. And that's probably the last I'm going to say on Man City today. How long have I gone for? So guys, let me know if you guys are liking these shorter form podcasts. In the new year, um, I will be bringing back the interviews with players. Um... Yeah, definitely. I was meant to have a couple in the off period, like during the World Cup, but I thought, let me start the new year off well with interviews and follow it through. So so that's why I haven't really had anyone else on. Although there still might be one. There still might be one coming by the end of the year, if I can get that one over the line for you. Start the new year off properly. But, um, oh yeah, Calvin Phillips. So Calvin Phillips has come back and he wasn't involved the other day. And Pep was saying that, it was because he's um, he come back a bit overweight, which alright, uh, cool. But this is less about him come back overweight, and what I want to touch on is the fact that he's played forty two minutes, I think, yeah, forty two minutes since he's made his move, and people are saying it's been a bad move for him. I don't think it's been a bad move. I think as the as the years go on, he will get games. I think the problem is that he's gone from being the main man to has he got the ability to go on and be the main man at City? I think he's a very, very good player, like proper good player. I'm not even going to lie with that one. But where I think it's, I don't think he's, with the way they play, apart from Rodri, they have players who, so you've got Bernardo Silva, you've got Foden, you've got Gundogan. I don't think he's, he's, He's misplacing, not misplacing, he's displacing any of those people. I think that for what for his skill set and for what he does, Rodri is the guy that they would, you know, you need you need to come out of that team. And and I think the best version of Calvin Phillips can be a good understudy for them. I just think that if he wants to play week in, week out, it might be a bit of a push. But he will get games. He will get games. He reminds me of like not not the same ability wise, but Fabian Delph. I, I think Fabian Delph when he went there, people were also saying it's the wrong move for him and blah blah blah. But he played plenty of games for them. He played plenty. Do you get what I'm saying? And very granted that he might. Mm, were they? Was he playing with better midfielders? I don't know. Was he? We'll have to think about that one. Um, I don't know if he was playing with better midfielders. He might have been. 
He might have been, but regardless, he got games, and, and I think I think he will get games. I think Calvin Phillips is a really, really good player. I actually think here. Yeah, uh, I don't even know if I would be so bold and say this because I'm a big Calvin Phillips fan. If I'm not going to say he's better than this other player, I was going to say, but I think Calvin Phillips, a fit Calvin Phillips, and I think that's what the problem is here. He was just coming back from injury. England picked him up. He didn't play many games in um, in the World Cup. He didn't. He only, he only came on and played. I think against Wales, maybe or Iran, and no, 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 it was it was Wales, Wales, or USA. One of them. Whichever game it was that he came on, you know, outside of that, I don't think he's gonna. He was he was able to really put the work in needing to maintain his fitness because you're training. For games, you're not training for you're not doing preseason training during World Cup, so um, that's probably where it was. But I think he'll he'll get his fitness back up, and and I think as the season goes on, he will play games. How many remains to be seen, but um, yeah, that's 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 that for me. But in regards to Canfield, I think he's a really really top player. I'm gonna call this one. Bradley definitely won't pick. Up. I'm gonna try to call Bradley Johnson. To have his say. He's probably got kids running around him right now. If he does pick up. But. Let's see. Bradley. I'm just calling people for you guys today. Just so you can have someone else. Apart from my voice. On the pod. If he's at home. The reception's a bit mad. Yeah. Welcome to the... All right, cool. But anyway, that's, that's me on Calvin Phillips. I was just going to get his view on Calvin Phillips and also um, congratulate him because he took temporary charge of MK Dons the other day um, whilst, they're, whilst they're looking for a new manager. So congratulations to Bradley. Um, you love it. Brad, you absolutely love it. I was speaking, so I was like, oh, do you want to be a manager? Nah, nah, nah. But listen... I know, looking at him, he absolutely loved it. He walked out with the whole... You know how managers walk out of the tunnel with their hands in their pockets and, you know, looking, pointing, pointing. During the game, he's doing all of that. All right, all right, all right. Bradley, you absolutely love it. But well done. Played a difficult Leicester team who were absolutely class. But, um, you know, like, you don't look out of place at all. And, um, yeah, man, happy for you, man. And I just know that's going to give you the itch. I know, I tried to call your phone just now. You didn't want to pick up, but it's cool. Don't call me later. Don't call me later at all because we're going to have this conversation on the podcast. But no, no, on, on a real, congratulations, Brad. And um, yeah, it, it, we'll see what happens in years to come with that one. Um, next podcast, I'm going to, I mean, next podcast, next topic, Harland, Calvin Phillips. Okay, cool. So a bit of Arsenal chat now. Obviously, we are without. Okay, a bit of Arsenal chat now. Obviously, Arsenal are without. Gabby Jesus right now. 
which is a massive, massive hole to fill. And I don't know. Right, the problem with Enketia, he's a different kind of player. But no disrespect to Enketia, but he does bring the quality and the level lower. And that's not to say he ain't going to score goals, because I actually do think he'll score goals. But I think what Jesus brings to the team is is just a different... He, he just he just raises the level. And I think without him, it's going to be a struggle. But in saying that, it's crazy because you get, on one hand, you get Enketa, who, who might even score more goals. But then you lose the, 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 the team stuff. You lose what he brings to, the, what Jesus brings to the team. So it's a bit of a difficult one. I think we definitely need reinforcements. Obviously, Mudrik. Mudrik, is that you say his name? has been touted as coming. He's basically singing his life away because he wants to come to Arsenal and we definitely need him in. But an interesting thing is, I've not seen, and he basically, he, I mean, also he looks really good, by the way. Let's not forget that, how good he looks. Madrid, like, Madrid, Madrid? I don't even know how to say his name. But he looks really good. But those are clips. I don't really get too carried away. In fact, no, I saw him in Champions League once this week and he scored a really, really good goal. And I was like, hmm, but... It looks like that one's going to get um, get brought over the line. And um, the one thing I saw, and I'm not really one to get involved in transfer talk or whatnot, especially in January, because I don't think any real big player moves in January. Like it very Obviously, it's happened sometimes, but it very rarely happens, especially with teams in Champions League and stuff like that. But I'm seeing that there's talks of Yao Felix potentially coming to Arsenal on loan. Now... First of all, I'm not going to, I don't think it's going to happen, but let's, let's talk about it hypothetically. Let's, let's be hypothetical. You see if Yao Felix ever came to Arsenal, yeah? Honestly, it raises up the level again. And, it, and it, it's just another step in the direction that Arsenal want to be going. And Yao Felix, for me, and I'm going to put up another tweet again, I think he is possibly one of the most, not underrated players, because I think, I think people rate him, but I don't think people rate him as much as they should. And I think that's got a lot to do with the team he's playing in and the, the style of, of, of play that, that they do. It, it kind of shackles him down a bit. And we saw a bit of what he can do with Portugal in, in the World Cup. But I just think Yao Felix is such a good player. He can go on to become such a world-class player that um yeah he can he can go on to become a really really good world class world class player and and if arsenal get that one over the line then but that's a massive if i don't think it will happen but one can hope right one can hope so with that being said um obviously premier league games come back this um come back on monday and arsenal have west ham i think if arsenal because it's mad because the games I've seen that like the little mid-season pre-season games if you know what I mean Arsenal haven't really looked like they did in pre-season for, for, for the most part you know they look a bit their intensity isn't quite there I don't know what it is but um, obviously it is, it is mid-season as well so but it, it'll be interesting if Arsenal can get through that game against West Ham and if we can get or get through and put on a show 
I think we then can continue it where we were. Obviously, Jesus isn't there, but, you know, I, I, I do think, I think we'll beat West Ham. I think West Ham will be a, a tough game. And I think the, the best compliment um, in regards to where Arsenal are, are at the moment, a reporter asked David Moyes, do you think this is the best time to play Arsenal, you know, after the World Cup break or whatever? And his response was, the best time to play them was three years ago. And I think that's a massive compliment to to where Arsenal are at the moment. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it should be a good game. I think Arsenal are going to win that. And I'm just happy that the Premier League's back. And do you know what? I think having the World Cup on, it's actually been, it's actually been better having the Winter World Cup for me because we had all of that football in this time leading up to Christmas and then bang, it finishes and the Premier League's back. The excitement for the Premier League is honestly, pardon me, honestly, like I'm, I'm, I'm really excited to have the Premier League back and um, yeah, I think Arsenal will, will do it. It's crazy because if Man City weren't in the league, Arsenal would be sure on to win the league. The only reason why people think Arsenal ain't going to win the league is because City are still there. All the other teams have kind of fallen off. Tottenham, I don't think, will, will last the course of the season. But Man City have been there, done that, and it's just going to be tough. And on, of course, Arsenal needed everything to go their way. And with our most important player, apart from Party, or maybe, I don't know, in line with Party, being out injured, yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't bode well, but we're hopeful. And... Um, Oh yeah, so we was talking about transfers as well, yeah. In fact, let me let me even Leicester Newcastle. I, I want to talk about that game. I think because Newcastle joint best defense in the league along with Arsenal, and they've been really really good this this year. And you know, trying to gate crash the whole Champions League party. I think that's going to be a good game. And I think the second half of the season or the post World Cup um, part of the season, I think Leicester are going to surprise a lot of people. I went to go and watch them the other day against MK Dons. And even though it was only against MK Dons in the Carabao Cup, honestly, Leicester, for the quality of players that they had, that they, had they should be higher up. And I, I do believe that Leicester against Newcastle is a potential banana skin for Newcastle. And, and that's not me saying Newcastle aren't good or whatever, but I just think that there's enough there in regards to... Um, Leicester for them to get some kind of result and I want to touch on Tielemans I watched Tielemans very closely I watched him very closely on on Tuesday when I was when I was watching him and Tielemans is so good I thought he was good before but when you watch him live you realize just how good he is and it just makes you think that if Arsenal don't want him then what kind of level are these people playing at do you get what I'm saying because even Iosi Perez you know, someone like Amati, who at the back, like the the levels are so clear right now. It, you just you just sit there and think, what are the levels that these men are really playing at? So, because MK Dons are like the professional team, League One. You're not they're not no slouches. They're not no Sunday League team. And even though they are playing a different level, Leicester just always just look a cut, a cut above them. They always just looked like they always had so much time on the ball. Like quality wise, there was just such a big gap. So, but yeah, it just it just lets you make it just makes you think just how how big is that gap, and um, yeah, I'm just happy that 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 the Premier League is back again. Monday, I might try to do a watch along. I still haven't figured out how to do all the new stuff 
like with the camera watch along and stuff but I'm, I'm gonna work it out for you guys um what's the other thing i was gonna say transfer window it's gonna be interesting to see how it'll be interesting to see how the transfer window works out this year because normally you don't really expect too much movement in and around january you know you hope you hope that there's movement but you don't really expect it but with the world cup happening i just think that with the world cup happening it's it's going to be interesting seeing the amount of people that Nick moves in January as opposed to the end of season. So last podcast, I spoke about Mac, about McAllister. Could he go in January? Could the Champions League team, you know, get him? Could Brighton aren't in the Champions League? Brighton aren't in Europe. They could potentially get him. So it's just going to be interesting seeing the movement in and around January this time, especially after the World Cup, because you can imagine, you know, so let's, let's say Gakpo, Cody Gakpo, He's he left the tournament with admirers and suitors. Are people really gonna want to wait until the summer when people are gonna be, you know, when competition for these players is gonna be much higher? Or they're just gonna want to get it over the line in January, pay the higher pay the higher price. So I don't know. That's just another thing. But yeah, guys, just let me know what you what you think about anything that I've spoken about. We've spoken about Deli Ali today, we've spoken about Darwin Nunez, we've spoken about Calvin Phillips, um, whatever, Arsenal let you just comment and let me know and I'm going to be having more people calling. I'm, I'm going to be calling more people for the podcast um, and getting more people's views. But guys, Merry Christmas again. Hope you have a happy new year and um, yeah, I'll see you on the other side. Wait, wait, let me just make sure that I've done everything. Yeah, okay. Uh, uh, I had one more thing. You know what, I'm, I'm going to quickly say this one. Um, what, what I was going to say is, um, I was looking at players who aren't playing, you know, aren't getting many games in the Premier League teams who championship teams would maybe go in and, and try and get. And one name that sticks out is Lyle Taylor for Nottingham Forest. To be honest, for the life of me, I don't know why he hasn't got any minutes whatsoever in the Premier League. That's, you know, considering Nottingham Forest haven't been doing well for parts of the season, let me say, parts of the early season. Um, I definitely think there's enough quality there for him to make the bench a few more times or make the bench, you know, regularly and come off the bench. But if I was a championship team looking for promotion or, or in just in need of goals in general, Lyle Taylor would be assuring for me. And he's someone that brings you goals. He's someone that knows that level and you know what you're going to get with him. I think any manager that gets him playing and gets him confident and gets a confident Lyle Taylor, you're, you're guaranteed goals and you're guaranteed performances. Yeah. But guys, let me know what you think about what I've spoken about today on the pod and um, get in the comments and make sure you like, subscribe, share, all of that good stuff. And we will be back. Have a... No, no, I'm... I might possibly get one in before the new year, but if I don't, have a happy new year. If I do, then I'll see you there. But Merry Christmas again. Hope you're having a great day and um, spread the love. Continue to share the podcast and let me know what you think. A little bit